Chapter 34 of The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter 34. Pat O'Connor saves Harry Gossamer from drowning, but are both arrested. When Harry Gossamer, the apostate conspirator, who was sentenced to be drowned, was being hauled by Pat O'Connor into the latter's boat, Pat said, Be me soul, but ye are a square fish. Who air ye? I am the victim of a most foul plot, but who are you, that you have arrived at such an opportune moment, like an angel dropped from heaven, especially to save my miserable life, responded Harry Gossamer. Ejibers, I'm neither an angel dropped from heaven, nor an idle speculator. No, sir, you are a Christian, interrupted Harry Gossamer, for coming to my rescue, for which you have my never-failing thanks. Please, don't blarney me with your smooth tongue. Neither do you owe me any thanks, sir, because I was a fishin' for a bait what I may use some day for to catch a few cunning great fish wid, said Pat, laughing. You are merry, but tell me, do you know how I came here at this time of night? replied Harry Gossamer. No, responded Pat. Bedad, and I think I ought to know. When I watched them squally curmudgeons this many a day. Watched them many a day? said Harry Gossamer. What do you mean by them? Ach, howly murderer, don't you think I knows them bloody conspirators? And do you think I does not owe them a grudge spitefully exclaimed pat i see that you have evidently been injured by these people who brought me here bound sacked and boxed to drown me and who now think i am dead and food for fishes said harry gossamer ach they dirty divils but what mane ye by saying that ye were bound sacked and boxed asked pat o'connor well please let me tell you they sentenced me to be hanged or drowned i was permitted the consoling privilege to choose which death i preferred when i chose drowning for i thought maybe i might be saved bejammers and your maybe has come true laughingly interrupted pat yes ten thousand thanks for your noble self continued harry gossamer and after i had decided to prefer drowning they bound me hand and foot and also gagged me with a strong rope then they put me into a large salt sack and after that they boxed me up in a dry goods box nailing it tightly shut and brought me here in that manner to drown me i suppose you know the means by which they conveyed me here for i don't and sure i knows all about how they brought ye here 
but be me soul i cannot know how you comed out of being bound sacked and boxed you air not a god that you could tear all them things away from your body how then did you get loose asked pat yes truly my dear sir it would seem curious to be capacitated to extricate oneself from being bound sacked and boxed but when they came to this spot where they sent me overboard they first took me out of the dry goods box and dropped me in the sack which had heavy weights in the bottom but by good luck i got my hand loose and when i was removed from the box i opened my pocket-knife with my teeth and the moment they threw me into the water I commenced to cut the sack and ropes to pieces, and lastly I cut the gag from my mouth. But you will see that my feet are bound yet, responded the poor victim. Howly Moses, ejaculated Pat, and so they air. But Begora, you made a narrow escape. You are right, but thank you and the Lord for this deliverance. And now, as I am safe, what had we better do for these bloody conspirators are dreadful people who would go to any trouble to kill me responded harry gossamer may i be so bold as to ax ye for what they were a-killin ye asked pat certainly with pleasure i was fool enough to join what they call the sacredly secret conclave and whilst they were congregated in Tabernacle Hall this very night, for the purpose of contriving the most hellish work, I objected to cooperate with them, when they sentenced me to death for violating their ironclad oath, said Harry Gossamer. Thanks for a-telling me all about it, and I now understand, and I was a-thinking what we'd better be a-doing for you knows them bloody varmint so well as I could tell ye. But, sir, I cannot understand how you know anything about them, for you are an Irishman, and very likely a Roman Catholic, and therefore cannot be, or ever have been, a member of the bloody clique, interrupted Harry Gossamer. And sure, I be an, an Irish Catholic, and never belonged to them divils but have i not been a servant with general washington armington and has not dr victor juno and miss lucinda armington been abducted and throwed into them insane asylum dungeons by them murdering curmudgeon and haven't i and my judy darlin seen enough to know what divils them varmint air excitedly and angrily said pat o'connor i see i see you know more than i thought any mortal knew outside of their clique but my dear good saviour do these people know that you are so well posted on these topics asked harry gossamer no be saint patrick they do not and i never mean they shall know until i be ready for em ejaculated pat o'connor but you speak of this so freely to me a stranger are you not afraid that i might inform them of your knowledge 
and that by so doing they would murder you? Yes, as they did ye, interposed Pat, laughing and continued. Bejabbers, do ye take me for a stupid blackguard? Because do I not know that ye dare not let em know that ye bees alive? How the devil could ye tell on me, if ye would? You are truly a philosopher, and anything but a fool, and as you have saved my life, I will trust it to you. Therefore, where had I better go? responded Harry Gossamer. I have thought of a plan. You go with me to General Armington's house. I am afraid of being detected there. Will you please give me your name? interrupted Harry Gossamer. Yes, sir. My name be Pat O'Connor, and Judy McCrae is me faithful. Now what air you laughing at? said Pat sheepishly. I was only smiling, when you could not say what Judy McCrae was to you, but I know she is your faithful darling, responded Gossamer. And surely you have struck the nail on the head that time, and no one am at the house but she and myself, and she bees as wide awake as myself, and you could trust your life a thousand times with Judy Darlin', earnestly said Pat. They now rode toward home, but it was getting daylight, therefore they had to spend their time along the banks of the Delaware until the following night. They landed at an obscure grove, and cautiously made their way to a hut, and got some refreshments. When they returned to the boat, and sitting talking over the matters with which the reader is already familiar, the day passed hurriedly along, and, when right dark, they pushed up to the boatman's wharf, and just as they landed, Pat O'Connor was patted on the shoulder by an officer who said, "'I believe you are Pat O'Connor?' "'Yes, sir,' responded Pat. "'I have a warrant for you,' said the officer, and continued, "'Who is this with you? I'll arrest him also.' End of chapter 34